today on Learn Me Something. Underground Sports versus Paul is Dead. Hey Josiah. Hey, I uh, I brought you a soda. Yeah. Vanilla cream. I texted you. Uh, pick a flavor. It's delicious. It is very good. Except we we just took a couple sips before we started. <laughs> we messed up. And uh, <laughs> I'm feeling a little uh, burpy right now. <laughs> Me too. So I'm probably just gonna hold it. I don't think I can help myself. I will keep <laughs> drinking it. Okay. But I refuse to let us be the burp burp salat cast. I will, I will not. That's not happening. No. Um, pretty good though. They're uh, gourmet. Uh, what are they called again? Just cream sodas. Vanilla wine. Vanilla wine. Henry it's wine. Not... Henry Henry wine hard. Mm. Mm. That was a fun sound. I tried anyway. to make it audible since we're doing an audible oh. cast yeah. and a video. <laughs> Welcome to our video, listeners. I'll just kind of put that right there and not drink from it till I'm done. <laughs> Josiah, why don't you tell our new friends that are probably listening uh, what this podcast is? Okay, so this is called Learn Me Something. It's a competitive teaching podcast where we each teach each other a topic, and we have the listeners decide who wins and who loses, and uh, I, I lost last time. Oh, yeah. So the punishment that I had to do for losing <laughs> was that I had to take a practice SAT test. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't actually like go in and schedule a time and take it with a bunch of high schoolers, which would have been fun. I didn't think about it, but I just took the online test. I laughed out loud before you continue. I laughed out loud probably a, two or three different times throughout the week just thinking about this, <laughs> this punishment. You sitting at your desk just like, what is... Like trying to figure out some chemistry question. <laughs> well... So it's like basically reading and uh-huh. grammar and math. Mm. Oh, so no no science. No. Okay. Is that the ACT maybe? I don't remember. Or maybe that's like a state testing. Maybe like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I did it today and it probably took me about two and a half hours. Holy cow. I did and I took some breaks between so it kind of spread it out. Like the test time was probably about two, two and a half hours. Did you do it in standard uh, PSAT format where, you remember you would like finish early, but then they were like, we do not finish the test early, but you weren't allowed to have anything, so you just sit there for 25 minutes? Yeah, I just sat in silence and just uh, looked around. No, I just did it. I (laughs) I went went all the way through. And... uh, How do you think you did? I think I did okay, better than I thought I would do. (laughs) I was more confident on a lot of the questions the the reading ones were i think i did a decent job on the first half okay the word based part the math i i struggled but it was really fun because (laughs) there was one i had a couple like breakthrough moments where i was like oh i'm so glad (gasps) light bulb moments where like i remember this math let us math together my inner mathlete was like crawling Mm. out and because you were you were a mathlete yeah, we don't we, talk about that much, but I was. We, you, yeah, we both did the mathlete competition, and you, you did. I forget how it works. You made like state, yeah, state I went, mathlete. I was a state mathlete. I came in like fortieth or something. I, I remember that moment. I had to leave early, so it was like the the countywide math competition. Oh, 
We were so Those cool. Those were the days. And, <laughs> and uh, I had to leave early, but I remember uh, you and the rest of the, the our like school team called me, and they're like, you got uh, seventh or fifth or whatever. You're going to state. <gasps> I was like, oh, no. You're going to state. And I, I think I remember you like laughing in the background or something, and I was like, Dad, can I not go? He's like, no, you're going to go. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we... Uh, we should have known right then that we would have an educational podcast someday. Yeah. Yeah. It was and written I, in the stars. I got completely demolished at state. <laughs> um, but anyway, I the math part was really hard. Uh, but remembering like Sokotoa and mm. FOIL, do you remember that? Or, uh, uh, oh. First, outer, inner, last. For like parentheses? Yeah, like expanding a algebra equation that was that came to me like a flood Uh uh-huh felt good you unlocked uh, a a portion of your memory yeah i did that would be a i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) else because that would ruin it (laughs) don't ruin your uh your new topic ideas so i yeah if you want to know how i did you can uh, check out our social media yeah uh we don't have the official scores yet we're waiting back from the government. To... <laughs> I sent him in. I sent him in, and uh, with a small fee of like, it was like two hundred dollars or something. Something like that. Some just some you know it's reasonable if somebody's gonna sit down and grade my test. Yeah, yeah. Somebody named Scantron. Then exactly. I, there's a cool name by the way. I was like, there's you're cool Scantron. It's, this is your job. I am. You deserve Scantron. the wages. What if you start getting scholarships? Would you go to a college if they were like based off of your PSAT that you took as a twenty-four year old? Can you imagine? <laughs> I, maybe if I got if I got <laughs> okay if here. somebody paid for me to go to college just online uh-huh. and I could just take it slow and they would pay the whole way yeah I'd I probably tempted. would I probably would what would you go for if you could if they said just come here pick what you want to do pick a major yep I I don't know I like sciences but I'm really bad at them okay just from school so maybe lo- not a scientist I loved fi- the idea of physics. <laughs> You love that it exists. But that was my worst grade <laughs> in high school. Mm. What about like an architect? No. Oh, I've yeah. heard horror stories. Yeah, forget architecture. Every, That's the worst. Everybody I know that like went to architecture school does not do architecture. Interesting. <laughs> they've they've all switched. Like I hate this. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's just that. That's a question for you to ponder. Okay. Maybe if you think of it later in the episode, just blurt it out. Okay. And if somebody's listening that wants to give me a. A scholarship to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, man. I really liked this punishment, and I really liked not doing it. It was so horrible. I, was I not... hated it. Uh, There's yeah. moments where I was in the zone and not even thinking about the fact that, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is what you do. You just, I'm taking, taking the test. test. I'm, taking a test. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's also... Um, it's, I feel like it's just draining on your brain more than anything. It's tiring, which I did take breaks, which I don't know if it was part of the rules, but I did that. We can made some lunch. Yeah. We can call that. Well, in true PSAT fashion, you'd have to just like lay your head in your arms and (laughs) pretend like you're sleeping for half an hour. Right. Or just look around or play with your pencil. Yeah. But I guess, uh, making lunch is fine. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So we got through the intro. That was a good one. The long one. Have some bubbly sodas. Yeah. Talk to math. Mathly. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so every episode, we come to the table with topics, as Josiah said, and since I win one last episode and win in general, <laughs> since I'm since I win, since I'm a what winner, I do. it's a personality trait. <laughs> I uh, I get to choose who goes first. I think if I remember, I went first last episode. I think I wanted to do that. Okay. So, oh yeah, because I talked about accents. Yeah, yeah. I, I went first. Okay. So, I'm going to have you go first this time. Okay. So, um, today I'm going to be talking about what I'm calling underground sports. <laughs> We're jumping right into it. Perfect. So, these are sports that you may not have heard of, but they are popular somewhere in the world. <laughs> and we're gonna get gonna get into them and uh there's some, there's some fun ones japan's got um some great ones classic so oh, start, start off sipak tak raw okay sipak tak raw good start you ever heard of this it's just like sokotoa yeah so if you um pack it's like it's actually it's like a a mnemonic device to help you remember when you uh are <laughs> going camping with your tent you uh pack it uh-huh and then you tack it onto your backpack. Okay. And pack, then you tack. put all of your raw meat in the fire to roast and eat. Pack, tack, It's raw. like a camping thing. Perfect. So pack, tack, raw. Also called kick volleyball. I've like seen a clip of this. But basically, it's volleyball, but you can't use your arms and hands. <gasps> that sounds like fun. It's very fun to watch. So it originated in Malaysia in the 15th century. Nice. And it was, uh, it's popular today in all around that area, East Asia. And originally it was played by the Royal, Royal Court. So of it was course. like a, kind of an uppity game. The Royal Sepak Tara Court. Yeah. And it was more of a show, like, look at these tricks and things that I can do. Kind of like a juggling. Like Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Did Almost. I say that right? Cirque du Soleil, I but believe. But of... Of uh, volleyball. Soccer. Yeah. So it's a little like plastic or palm woven ball. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's probably, I don't know, five inches diameter. Oh, so not huge. Pretty small. Wow. You don't have a lot of room to work with. And uh, so it started becoming more popular in the 40s, 1940s. And uh, they added a net to the middle to make it more of a sport Spice added some rules and it's it's a formal sport now and they have like international competitions over there whoa and uh it's pretty cool so basically the rules are there's three players on each team and like i said it's basically volleyball but you can't use your hands or arms but that seems like a lot of fun to try yeah and the, the net is about eye level so it's probably like five six feet so shorter than the volleyball net yeah so you can look like over the net and one person can take all three hits, so I could hit it three times on my side. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's no bump set spike, you necessarily. Can, you, can, you can bump and set yourself. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good for um, them. <laughs> good for, yeah, you go for that. You go for it. You can do that. Um, so basically, yeah, that's it. You you have to serve it starting with one foot on the ground, uh-huh. so you can't jump, kick to serve it. Okay. So here are but some. But you can jump kick after the serve? Yep. Okay. Uh, but here are some unique skills that are needed. Perfect. And yeah. this is going to be a category for all the sports. I'm pretty sure that I've got all these already, I bet. Number one, flexibility. Uh, nope, I'm out. Because if you're going to do that, <laughs> you basically have to do a six, like a, what would you call it? Six o'clock oh, uh, split. A standing to be able to split. kick high. Yeah, kick high enough Whoa. to get it enough of an angle. Good for them. 
Um, you also need to be able to land on your back well. Uh-huh. Because they jump right next to the net, kick it over, like spike it over with their foot, and then you can either fall on your back and hands uh-huh. from a couple <laughs> feet in the air or almost like a bicycle kick, backflip, spike. I'm picturing the Fosbury flop without the padding. Yes. Like you go up and kick and then flop back on your back. Kind of, but you can kind of land on your hands a little more from controlled. what I saw. Is this sand? No. It's just like an court. actual court? Yeah. It's okay. like badminton-sized court. And I bet it'd be a fun sand, like beach game. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't be able to jump as high. Well, no, you can't jump as high in sand, can you? No, I don't think so. But probably we wouldn't be good enough to be jumping anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it works no, out. I would I'm, just kick it and it goes away out or just smacks my teammate or something. Yep. But uh, another unique skill is you need to be able to backflip. Definitely still not capable of this game. Because of another category that I'm calling the cool factor. Oh, I love it. The I cool factor of this sport is the roll spike. <gasps> so this is where you jump off one foot, kick with that same foot, uh-huh. and land again all on the same foot. Wait, okay, let me close my eyes and picture it. Jump off of one f- Wait, it's Karate Kid. Basically, but it is... except your foot is above your head, and you it's almost like a back side flip. Foot is above head. That's, that's basically crazy. a one-footed backflip where you kick a ball at the top <laughs> and spike it over the net. It's very cool. That uh, we'll give it a one to ten. Cool factor compared, or should you wait till the end and rank each new one? Let's do. Let's just rank overall sport. Okay. What would you give that? Sapak tak ra. Uh, out of ten. Yeah. I think ten. I... ten um. Small woven balls. Ten, okay. In this case. Out of ten small woven balls, I would give it... I'm, I'm going to rank it based off of how cool I think it would play. It would be to play. I'm going to give it a nine because I like foot sports. Okay, yeah. And uh, the concept sounds really fun. If I were to rank it based off of capability for me to play it, I would say three. Right. Maybe four. Right. Yeah. Okay. But depending on training, I'll I'll rank each sport on both of those. Okay. How if you think you could play it and how cool it is? Nine for cool. Want to play it? Three to four for can. Gotcha. Actually play it. Love it. Okay. Hit me. What's next? This one? next sport, underwater torpedo league. I can see it already. Known also known <laughs> as UTL. So this is an American sport. Who would have started thunk? by the Marine Special Forces Water Survival Instructors. Also Mouthful. known as SHIELD. Wait, what, what Just would... about MSFWSI. Also known as MSFWSI. <laughs> so they have been playing it within the military for over 10 years. That's cool. And their goal is to actually get into the Olympics in 2028. Okay. So apparently there's a, a trial phase where you can like present it to the olympics yeah and say we want this sport uh-huh. and like have a trial and they want to do that uh, at this next olympics Whoa. 2028 i don't know if it's going to happen though because you have to have a lot of other countries <laughs> that also yeah. play it yeah so I, I think maybe they're a little ambitious but that's good they should start with a national league i think they do they have one i'm sure yeah could you we'll imagine get, we'll telling it, someone like hey what what do you do for fun Oh, I'm a tor- torpedist. What do they <laughs> call them? <laughs> a swimmer. Oh, a, a uh, torpedo. Swim. Yeah, I, 
I'm a torpedist. A torpedist. That's fun. <laughs> That's a fun enough word to say multiple sure, times. I guess. Uh, so the rules <laughs> of this game are: it's the best of three matches. Okay. Um, first to five points wins a match. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The whole thing takes place underwater. Okay. Of course, you can go good. up good, good, to good. the surface to get air. Yeah. You come right back down to play. Um, the main little playing object is the torpedo. Uh huh. And you swim down to, it's the deep end of a pool, so like 12-ish feet. Okay. There's little hockey goals that are just sitting at the bottom, and you nice. want to get your torpedo into your opponent's goal. Okay. That sounds fun. And uh, you must pass at least once before scoring. You can swim while holding it, or you can pass the torpedo. Okay. It kind of <laughs> dives through the water nicely, so you can get your technique and your aim right. Nice. To... It's like kind of underwater darts meets hockey. Yeah, yeah. Meets uh, sw- just swimming. <laughs> meets, meets wrestling because you can gr- grab it out of people's hand. You can wrestle them and hold Whoa. them. Whoa. Which is pretty scary considering you're 10 feet underwater. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And it feels like everything just happens in slow motion. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, that's pretty much it. There's a couple penalties such as you can't bring the torpedo to, sur- to the surface. Of course. Maybe it's a penalty. Uh, if you... Goggle rip. That's a penalty. Not okay. Don't touch the goggles. That's an immediate discard. If you pull on clothing, penalty. Oh, well, good to know they're wearing clothing. They're wearing more enough so than clothing. like a speedo. They're wearing enough clothing. As much as ne- is needed. <laughs> <laughs> as much or as little as needed. Uh, punching, penalty. So you can wrestle, but no. No well, punching. How how fast could a punch happen? Uh, it's up to the refs. Okay. It, I read somewhere or heard somewhere that it had to. You have to have official refs, uh, a part of it to make it an official. Do they game. just like have scuba gear and they're no. just sitting down there? That'd be cool. I think they're. Uh, I don't know about that. I think they hang out at the surface actually. Oh, okay. And uh, maybe they've got like a snorkel or something. It'd be way cooler if they had scuba gear. They were just it's sitting on the cool. bottom or laying on the bottom. Just blending in. They got like camo. <laughs> pool camo. They don't know there's a ref here. It's just like kind of white teal. Where's the refs? Oh, they're here. They're around. <laughs> don't look for them. You'll never find them. That's where those bubbles, bubbles are coming up. Um, fighting someone who doesn't have the torpedo uh-huh. to penalty. Of course. So right, you got to keep your eye on the torpedo when mm-hmm. it's in somebody's hand. And right when they throw it, you got to let go of them. Okay. And uh, that's about it. I love it. That's the whole sport. That sounds like fun. But the the people that play it, like it was developed by Marines, and that's kind of the yeah the people who play it. So it's like intense. It's intense. All these people they're playing it are just massive. Yeah. And uh, so it's not like a bunch of kids just hanging out in a local pool. Yeah. It's like these trained men. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Massive guys. Yeah. And yeah. So the unique skills needed. Uh huh. Got to stay calm and hold your breath. Be able to hold your breath for a long time underwater. Have it. We've been. We've both been practicing our breath holding. <laughs> we have <laughs> at many, different times, but many years. Uh huh. Um, as I open my thing again, okay. Unique skills needed again. You got to be able to be comfortable. Okay. If you're not comfortable. You're gonna be going to the surface a lot. Yeah. Longer. And your team needs you. Yeah. You got to stay down there. You got to be open. You got to be working on your plays. Yep. Um, and you got to have some strength that's so to be able to cool. 
wrestle a torpedo out of oh. a marine's hands. I was close. I was close to being able to do this one oh, for cool. under special skills. <laughs> <laughs> You're like checking off your resume. Check, check, check. No. Oh. Oh, last one always gets me. So the cool factor for this one is the marketing just seems really cool. Like uh-huh. I said, it was invented by Marines. Yeah. So the type of people that play it just seem like, like they're really cool people. Very cool. Very They're intense about it, uh-huh. but they stay calm underwater. Just And the fact that it's like 10 feet underwater yeah. just makes it a little more intense. Ooh. But then the tiny little goal and the cute little torpedo makes it fun too. They should do one where the under... the pool is lit from the bottom with like red so it's just red and spooky you know what i just realized this is not not a fun sport to watch though unless you just hang out on the edge <laughs> at the surface yeah, everyone's just peeking in trying to see something what, what's Guys, going on down there oh ref stop splashing <laughs> you're messing up the view I, it, maybe people just lay on the edge of the pool with their face in the water and goggles just snorkels yeah peeking in that and then whoa when they're cheering okay uh wait was that was that it for that one uh yeah so out of 10 torpedoes what would you rank it 10 torpedoes want to play i'd give it a six okay it would be very cool and i'd love to try Mm -hmm. it but Mm -hmm. i think probably has a steep learning curve and i don't know how i feel about wrestling marines 10 feet underwater well again with training yeah uh, with training, we'd bump it to a seven. Okay. And capable, cap- being capable of playing it, I'm going to have to say two. I, I can barely swim to the bottom of the pool, let alone hang down there and fight. That's true. Um, new ranking that I'm introducing just now would watch it for the experience as a spectator. Nine. Nine torpedoes. To be just snorkeling there, <laughs> floating on the shallow end, watching... Maybe I've got my floaties. Who knows? Okay. Or I'm on a little inner tube and I've just kind of poked my head down to see what's going on. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just on your belly. Just Just floating around. Seems like like the spectators are on vacation while the athletes are just tearing each other Mm -hmm. apart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like like that that. one. Yeah. Cool. I've never, never heard that ever. Underwater Torpedo League? Yep. Okay. Not even a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, you might have this one. There was one when I worked in campus activities at, at my college. There was one that we really wanted to bring that I think was like the first one you talked about, but it was on trampolines. Both sides had trampolines. Oh. oh I don't I know what it's called. Yeah, I, it's not. I forgot what it's called. I just was. I just saw that today, too. It might be just like a random gimmick that you can rent, too. I don't know if it's like a sport. It is. It's a real sport. Volleyball on trampolines. That yeah. would be fun. And it's got like a circular trampoline in the middle yep. where you can spike from. So you're like hopping from tramp to yep. tramp. Yep. Lean. They also have slam ball, which is like a basketball version of that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about I've heard of slam ball. Yeah. Mm. Um, next oh, one. Next one. Ready for it. Bo Tao Shi. Also known as pole toppling. <gasps> okay. This is one of the craziest ones. So, Origin... It was traditionally played on November 1st by cadets at the National Defense Academy of Japan on its anniversary. Very cool. So it's a Japanese sport. Tons of people come out to watch it, and it's this huge thing every year. I don't think they do it anymore because it's a little dangerous. Is it? Dangerous enough for us to start trying? Yes. Well, (laughs) it requires some 
uh, I guess you'll see. <laughs> so each <laughs> each mass match lasts two minutes and consists of a total of three hundred people. What? Okay, I love so the start of this. There are two teams of a hundred and fifty each, and the goal is to knock down your opponent's pole. Okay. So each so my team is going to be split into seventy five. <laughs> offensive players and 75 defensive players what people, a massive thing the people on my and you you would have the same 75 and 75 mm-hmm. so the defensive people gather into a tight circle mm-hmm. and put like a 10 12 foot pole straight up in the air okay one guy climbs up to the top of that <gasps> and he has to stay at the top and hold what? on what and then you have other people standing on the shoulders of the people on the bottom on the scrum. And they're like a secondary support of the pole. Okay. And your 75 offensive players <laughs> are running to the other one. Uh-huh. And they just got to topple the pole. They just got to knock it over. So if you can imagine, it's just a mass of 150 people <laughs> trying to knock this one like half of them are trying to knock it over, uh-huh. and there's people crawling all over the pole like ants, and yeah. half of them are trying to keep it straight up. Holy cow! And so it ends if one team can knock the pole down past thirty degrees. Okay, so it doesn't have to come down all the way. Mm-mm. That is crazy. And then also, if nobody does that within two minutes, then they kind of reset. Okay. Like that, re- they reset the armies because that's how many people are playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And uh, so the rules for this one: there's no punching, kicking, strangling, pulling heads, ripping shirts off, or anything super rough like okay. that. Nice, good. Except from the video I watched, I saw literally all of them. <laughs> I didn't see any strangling. Okay, so the rules are suggestions. I guess. Um, I don't know if they do this one anymore either. <laughs> Oh, wait, I said that about this one. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think they do it anymore. <laughs> uh, because... That's so funny. They have little, like, foam helmet things that you'd see in some That's kind okay. of martial art. So you've got a little bit of defense. Right. But I literally saw shirts, like, a couple guys got their shirts ripped off. <laughs> and they're... Uh, on the offensive team, you have people that go up to the the opponent's scrum and kind of uh-huh. stand there and act as a launching board for the people oh, for their team to jump Lord of the into Battle the middle of, of the circle deep style yeah and uh to get nerdy so you're just if you're on the offense you're just running and just dive and jump into the middle of the circle <laughs> and just so claw your way to the middle <laughs> to try and knock it down and i saw the oh, rider wow. the rider on top is the t- like the position of the guy who's on top of the pole uh-huh. from the video i saw yeah, which we'll link this below, but it seems the like the notes, type of video you have to watch. It's very fun to watch. Um, it's a little violent, but uh, yeah, he's just like holding on. He's kicking people. Wow, it's pretty so intense. This one's a mix of Mulan and yeah, 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 capture the flag. Yeah, it is very capture the flag and uh, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. I guess a mix of those three. Um. That's that's insane. I've not heard of anything about this one either. Yeah. So, unique skills needed. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to walk on people. Okay. I don't know if I've got that. 
We'll just count. I don't know. have much experience with that. Yeah. And you also need to know how to hold up a pole, which I might I, be able to I do. Think I, could, I think I could do that. Yeah. If I've got 74 other people helping, yeah. I think I could handle it's it. A, it's a team, team yeah. thing. Okay. So um, <laughs> for cool factor, uh-huh. I'm saying the fact that you have 300 players. That That's pretty cool. Is kind of like an... Not unheard of, but like that's pretty rare to get a game with that many people. Yeah, let's get a game of uh, uh, Bo Tao Shi going. Yeah. Bring 300 of yeah. your closest friends and I we got, can play. I got 149 on my team. <laughs> <laughs> what if they had that at like high schools? Big <laughs> high schools? It's No, this is like a def- definitely a college thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just crazy college Just students. college guys. The yeah. Aggies versus... Uh, you know, another college. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know if uh, people would... Well, I think people would love doing that. But I don't know if, as a country, yeah, people would let that happen. It makes me think, and this is going to get me some haters, but okay. they're just going to hate. Makes me think that some of the sports that we have going on are pretty lame. Like some <laughs> of the we ones we follow the most closely. Spice them up a little bit? Yeah, like baseball, I could see the appeal. I could see how you could get really into it. Light it on fire. You're, Light yeah. the baseball on fire. Light it, everything on fire. Exactly. And uh, make the uh, make in between the bases a uh, high line, a uh, slack line. Oh, okay. And you're 30 feet in the air. Okay, I like that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's just water below. And you have another 40 players below you in the water. With bats. With bats. Of their own. <laughs> <laughs> that also shoot water, like those oh, little water torpedoes. Oh, they got super soakers? Yeah, super soakers. Yeah, and I think football, I think maybe you <laughs> just take off all the padding. So it's like rugby, but football rules. Uh-huh. Um, and instead, you just put on, uh, like, one... The offense gets uh-huh. armor. That's good. And then the defense doesn't get anything. Okay. And just like a t-shirt and shorts. All right. I'm okay with that. And they're playing in a mud pit. In a mud pit, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. And basketball, I don't know, just make it a metal ball. Yeah. Make the hoops 75 feet in the air. So you only <laughs> score once or twice per game, but it's really it's cool just, when it happens. It's just these massive guys just <laughs> launching a metal, metal ball up there. It's shot put, actually. <laughs> shot put basketball? That's kind of fun. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Good catching three, that. All three of the ones that we came up with seem pretty fun. This is just... Yeah. What's enough? Let's keep going. Um, no, we should move on. <laughs> Swimming? Uh, instead of in a pool with lanes i think just english channel just just send like 500 people out there just go see you on the other side yeah and some of it is electrified oh so you have to stay electric eels in there exactly yeah some predators (laughs) nothing like some predators drop drop a couple sharks from a helicopter (laughs) mid race oh man Anyway, anywho, uh, how many poles would you give this sport of Botaoshi? <laughs> um, cool. Uh, well, okay, capable of playing it six. I think it probably doesn't take over like it. After you watched it for a little bit, I think you could jump in there, kind of pick a position. If you're a runner, leaper, or like helping hold the pole, I think you yeah. could jump in pretty quick. Okay. 
would want to play it three. Yeah. I think it would be chaos. Well, no, no, no. Six. Once for the experience, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to say I've to be able to say I've played it, I'll go with a six. Okay, okay. Uh that's fair. Alright. Uh next one. This <laughs> this is a little bit different. This is called Buzkashi. I love it already. So this one is also known as goat pulling. Perfect. <laughs> So this is actually the national sport of Afghanistan. Oh. Buzkashi. Okay. And so it originated when um, Afghan tribes would have competitions competitions between each other. Yeah. And try and steal the other's goats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's played on horseback. Oh. Sometimes, some countries, or different countries around that area have different rules. Yeah. Uh, but typically it's played on horseback. And the ball is a headless goat carcass. Oh, perfect. Which makes it unique, kind of quirky and fun. There's lots of twists in this sport so far. Yeah. So in some countries, it's two teams uh, against each other. In some countries, it's just a free-for-all. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and so the goal is to get the goat carcass into the hole. Okay. Your opponent's hole. Nice. They just dig a hole in the ground. just got to chuck it in there. So, just a much more violent version of Capture the Flag a little bit, and golf mixed uh, together. Or polo. It's been described as what polo would look like if it was in a prison. Okay. If it was in a prison? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, a couple rules. You can't catch or attach the goat to your saddle. You have to either you have to hold it with your hand or like with your leg, like wrap your leg around it or okay. something. Of course. Um, That's how I would do it, I think. You got to stay on your animal. Can't get off. And uh, you can whip your horse and your opponent's horse, but not the other opponent's. Okay. So everybody's got to whip. Nice. Yeah. Then you're not allowed to be whipping them. Just the animals. Okay. And I guess the goat carcass, if maybe that's some kind of strategy. If need be. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it might work. I've never played it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the unique skills needed for this one, <laughs> bicep strength for okay. holding a hundred plus pound goat carcass. Yep. Not there. For you got it. Sure. Not, not there yet. You got to just be able to huck that thing. Yep. Uh, you also got to be able to be comfortable whipping your opponent's horse. I thought you said you couldn't whip your opponent's horse. Just the horse, not the opponent. Oh, I thought you could whip your horse. And your opponent's horse. And your horse, opponent's horse. But, but not, not your the opponent. person. Exactly. Okay. That, I, <laughs> yeah, I count me out, I think. Or you're, uh, you got to be comfortable just on a horse with a whip. Yeah. Well, even take away the whip. Comfortable on a yeah. horse. That's yeah, enough. To, that's true. Yeah. That's a unique skill. And with if you're not on a horse, comfortable enough with a whip. Yeah. I don't think I'm quite, I'm close, but not quite confident enough to just whip the horse and not the human. And put those things together with a goat carcass. Mm-hmm. You've got the, toss the complex carcass. sport of Buzkashi. Yep. Um, so the cool factor is that it's <laughs> it's usually associated with weddings. That So it's like a wedding sport. <laughs> that is Which cool. I don't know why we don't have more wedding sports in the U.S. We should, yeah. Besides cornhole and... Bocce ball. I'm really disappointed in the U.S. right now. Yeah. Yard games are nothing compared to Buzkashi. Buzkashi. Yeah. <sighs> um, so, 
<laughs> Typically, yeah. the the father of the bride <laughs> sponsors a game, okay, and will give out prizes to the winners, like sometimes cash prizes, sometimes very like cool. a TV or a refrigerator. There's a cool factor. More modern right times, there. which is very cool. Win a washing washing machine from <laughs> throwing a goat into a hole. Where'd you get? Sounds your like a good time. Nice washing machine. Where'd you get that? Oh, Bushkashi. I, I won in a game of throw the goat in the hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty strong. With like, oh, you play? Well, every once in a while, I dabble. More of a. That was my sister's wedding. My, <laughs> more of a horseback rider. Not so great at the goat part, but I yeah. did my part. <laughs> I play. I play my part. <laughs> my team and I we're tight. <laughs> every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bushkashi League. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I can't come today. My horse is sick. Or uh, I broke. We, I accidentally cut my whip. I don't know. I don't know much. <laughs> or uh, yeah, so I can't. I can't make it. The uh, we had to eat the goat. So <laughs> the carcass isn't fresh enough this week, guys. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to butcher another one. A little rancid. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> so I think that's probably my favorite part about it is it's a wedding sport. I think that's amazing, actually. Yeah. In terms of would I play it, two. Two goats. Could I Dude, play it? Headless goat carcasses out of ten. Yeah. Headless goat carcasses. Would I play it too? Nope. Four. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm not going to let myself say zero on any of these because I just feel like just once. Just one experience. Yeah. Could I play it? Two. I think I could get on the horse. I think I'd be pretty lost the whole time. I would be on the horse that's just kind of grazing. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure how to get it to go where I want. Yeah. And then someone would throw a goat at me, and Who all knows? bets are off. Just chaos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. It's it's not for everybody. Nope. I'll say. Yeah. Not for uh, most people, for sure, but not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for some people. <laughs> the next sport, kind of similar to Botaoshi. Oh, in a way. hello. This one is a Spanish sport. Okay. It's called it's called a castel. Okay. Less of a sport. More of a Experience. show and a festival, a competition. Okay. More competition than sport. Love it. Also known as Catalan Human Tower. I'm excited already. So this one was first documented in 1712, uh, and then interest began to grow in the last 50 to 60 years, uh-huh. and it's become more popular. Oh, so it's more. It's like recently it's, becoming. It's modern. Bigger. Okay. There's a beautiful video on YouTube done by National Geographic. Really. It's very well done. I'll link it. Um, So every two years, people gather to make the tallest and most complex towers that Uh they can, but you have to make it out of humans. I love love it. So so creative. (laughs) So think of of Bo Taoshi, but slower and more calculated. Uh, And creative. Kind of. Well, I don't know if it's you're trying to make like a shape, like you're trying to... I'm it, this year, you're trying to make a wonder of the world. Go. You can do the best. Uh, I, I will fin- know that. <laughs> best Statue of Liberty. Together. Best a Leaning Tower of Pisa. Go. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, a more static, slow sport. Okay. Um, Methodical. Exactly. Yep. So there's people of all ages and all backgrounds Perfect. that play. And you, you want to get your... You want to make a... As high as many floors as you can, okay. made of people. Can I stop you real fast yeah. so you can correct me? Yep. I'm picturing World War Z, and I know that can't be it. Uh, that's more. That's, that's closer these. to Bo Tao Shi. Okay. You can think of World War Z for that. They're just like running up Zombie on top of each other. Yep. 
zombie looking guys. Um, this one. Okay, so let me let me sh uh, explain kind of the structure of a tower. Please do. So, for a, f a ten floor tower, Holy which is the cow. highest that anyone's ever gone, nobody's gone eleven floors. <laughs> of course, you're gonna need about a thousand people. No way. So eight to nine hundred of those people <laughs> are just in a circle, okay, really tightly packed. And uh -huh. think of if if you're standing in the very middle with a group of like. 20 people just huddled together. Yep. Everybody else is reaching their hands forward mm -hmm. and kind of like pushing inwards. And then the people behind them are reaching over their shoulders and pushing on their arms. Okay. So everybody's pushing in. So if you're in the middle, that's not, not probably not ideal, but it's part of the festivities. Well, it depends like. who you are. Yeah. You're a social <laughs> fella. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can get to know your neighbors and yeah. You're going to be there for a little bit while people are building the tower. So. Um, yeah, it's a, we're looking at if a thousand can, people. If you so. can focus and do it, I'd say go for it. So the second floor, you're going to need about 80 people. Okay. The third floor, you're going to need about 40 people. Okay. And then after that, it's just a couple people per uh, floor. Okay. And you're going to get smaller and smaller people as you go up. So gotcha. typically, there's okay. children at the top. Okay. There's a couple nine, yeah. eleven year olds. Makes sense. Easiest to easiest to support. Exactly. So these kids are, <laughs> I don't know, ten, forty feet in the air. Holy cow! Or so. What happens if they fall? Uh, Do they just roll down a hill, people? <laughs> so, it's a dangerous. Yeah. It's pretty dangerous. It seems dangerous for sure. And people can get hurt because you're falling a long ways, thirty feet onto a pile of people below. <laughs> Um, and you're wearing helmets. I'm so happy this exists. People, people are wearing hel helmets. And there, get this, there have been no deaths recorded since the introduction of helmets. Good for them. But before that, there were Plenty. four. Oh. Oh, four well, even, even that is not a lot. Yeah, it's less than I thought as well. Um, I mean, I guess probably you're pretty careful. Well, it's kind of scary <laughs> watching a crumbling castell. Uh-huh. Just seeing the small child just tumble. Oh, wow. In slow motion. Uh -huh. it, it's in this uh, YouTube video. Watching This fall. National Geographic video. Wow. And that then is... it's tumble. It's very crazy. That is so cool, though. This is, this is a good topic. But people love it. Like, yeah, I love it. Get tattoos. They like live for it. It makes me really want more fun things to happen here. It's been described as a heartbeat. Or a heart. Just the whole structure. Because uh -huh. everybody's like... Doing Acting. this one thing, uh -huh. said you can like feel the heartbeat. Whoa! But it's dangerous. Do you have to be a part of something to do that, or can you just be like, I went in on that tower? Uh, from what I've seen, people are kind of wearing the same thing, so it's kind of more planned. I believe it is. It's not like, hey, here's this festival. You want? We're doing a. Come on! We're doing one later. You in? You in? Yeah. I got. 999 others. <laughs> just waiting for one more. You can be on top. If you say yes now, <laughs> you can be on the fifth floor. Wait, how heavy are you? Yeah. <laughs> nah, we'll put you at four. Floor four. So, unique skills needed. Can't be claustrophobic. Of course. These people are packed tight. Right. Real tight. And you also, similar to Botashi, you got to know how to walk and climb on people. Naturally. Which seems... I, it does surprise me that this is now the second time that that's a special skill required. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, gravitate towards uh, these types of sports where people you walk stacking. on people. Yeah. <laughs> where people are wood blocks. 
human Jenga. Oh, Think about it. Think about it. That is good. Everybody lay down. <laughs> lay, just pulling lay down three by three. And we'll <laughs> alternate directions as you go up. He <laughs> just grabs somebody's legs and you might just start pulling up. The person just, above <laughs> then has to just have great core strength. <laughs> so they don't like fall down. <laughs> yeah, just they're they're balancing on somebody's legs by their stomach. And just holding up. Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. We'll put it in the books, see what happens. Yeah. Put the idea out there. Maybe someone can run with it. Yep. Uh, cool factor. It's a tower made of humans. It's just cool. <laughs> it's a tower made of humans. Thing. It's like 50 feet tall. That makes you gotta me, love it. That makes me really want to like get down there and do it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, when, is the, when is the festival? Do you know? Or I guess... Never mind. Let me ask this. Do you know what the festival is, or is it just kind of festivals? Uh, it's, it's a fun thing. It's somewhere in like southeast Spain, I okay. believe. I think actually it's April 2022. That's close. It's every two years. So that's well with COVID. I don't. I don't know. Would they let us in? Well, by we'll, then I don't. Maybe it got rescheduled or something. I'm not sure. We'll send some emails. Hope for the best. Uh, talk to our contacts, our yeah. people. Because I would love to do something like that. I would fly out to do yeah. something like that. That'd be cool. And then you also do a running of the bulls. Yeah. Maybe. While, while I'm there. And then the tomato festival. Naturally. You know that one? Nope. Where you like throw tomatoes. It's like tomato paste. Oh. Heaven. No, that's fun. I think that's in Spain as well. The closest is the pumpkin bash. Pumpkin chunkin? That <laughs> Pumpkin chunkin, that's what it is. <laughs> Which makes me think of the video where they, this lady made like a giant slingshot and she oh, pulled back hard. Yeah, from Amazing Race. Yeah, pulled back hard, let go, and then it like flipped around and shot back at her. Right in the face. Yeah. I hope she's okay. That she probably is, was. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. She's still chunking pumpkins. I could be wrong, but I think she went back on Amazing Race. Good. So she had a pleasant enough experience. I know she was okay. She was a little shook up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a watermelon. If you got a watermelon oh, broken over your nose, yeah, you can imagine. I would not. I don't think I'd love that. No. Um, so, how many human towers would you give that? Ten. Ten. I out think of ten for both. For do a bill. Do for if I could do it. Seven. No, I, you totally could. Well. Oh, you okay, you're right. Top? I'm mixing up the ratings. Could I do it? Ten. Yeah. Would I want oh, okay. to? We'll say nine. I would love to be a part of the experience. I don't really know how I would handle being that closely packed with so many other people. Okay. Like, I bet it would probably smell for For sure. For sure, for sure. But it's part of it. Yeah. It's a community. Well, what if you get next to, like, the really smelly people and you're like, I'm just here. We're we're good 20 minutes into this. Well, (laughs) then you... That's just part of the... The game. Yeah, I guess you get used to it's it. It's part of the game. Okay. It's like, what if I get tired when I'm running a marathon? It's just what it's just what happens. Okay. I accept that. 10 out of 10 for both. Okay. Love it. I love that one. <laughs> Good. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of all my underground sports. I have a special shout out, though, Uh-oh. to one that didn't quite fit the category of sport. It was also a little bit more uh, festival. Okay. This one is uh, Japan as well. This okay. one's called... On Bashira, also known as the Sacred Pillars Festival. Perfect. So this one let me t- is basically... Let me guess what the pillars are made out of. <laughs> Humans. Humans. <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> but it does involve humans. Oh, like all sports. Is, as they should. Um, so it, this one originated in Japan 1,200 years ago. Uh-huh. So every six years... During the Anbashira festival, mm-hmm. they cut down and strip like eight massive trees. Okay. That are, I don't know, 10 tons. Oh, massive. And they just tie ropes to them uh-huh. and pull them down the hill to this shrine okay. to replace the pillars. Okay. So you get, <laughs> again, something about people. <laughs> All piling to one space. You get people riding these logs. Oh, that's It's fun. very dangerous. You have a couple people that die every year. Oh, every... I, th- I think is what I read. Wow. That is um, impressively dangerous. <laughs> oh, holy cow. That's impressively dangerous. I'm really impressed with how sketchy that sounds. Um, and so, yeah, you, you get these guys jumping on these logs, and they'll pull them to the top of the hill, uh-huh. and right as it's tipping down, oh, they just wow. give it a yank, and then you have these guys riding this log down this grassy hill. That would be scary. Sometimes you get crushed. <laughs> it's a, they're massive logs. Hopefully you don't. Right. Yeah. Which makes it kind of part of the fun, you know? If you can get on in a way that lets you bail easily. Right. Somehow. But then you don't want to get like sucked underneath, or like, what if it rolls yeah. on top of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, holy cow! It's just part. It's part of the. Okay. It's part of it. <laughs> it's like uh, smelling a stinky guy at the stinky guy. A couple guys getting crushed. Castell. It's all. It's a the experience. It's part of. Yeah, exactly. And they also add these big V's uh-huh. out of wood, and they pile like twenty guys on those. Okay. And so those guys are swaying <laughs> as the log rolls. <laughs> and I saw one where they they push the log. Off this mini <laughs> cliff, this <laughs> into the water, and so it goes out, and right as it hits a tipping point, they just <laughs> right into the water. Perfect. It's just people piling on top of each other again. <laughs> That's the theme of this episode. Jumping on a log. <laughs> Maybe I'll just call this episode "Piles of Humans." <laughs> That's good. Um, so it's the most dangerous festival in Japan. Uh huh. It's only every six years, so whatever. Six or 60? Six. Okay. So the rules of this one are uh, pull the log down the mountain and don't get crushed. <laughs> okay. Um, so unique skills needed for this one. Grip strength yeah. <laughs> to hold on to a bare log. Fierce luck. <laughs> a little bit of luck. That's a skill that you need. And uh, balance. Yeah. Don't fall off the log. Okay. So cool factor about this one. <laughs> I think from the videos there's... A fun cultural aspect to it. Like uh-huh. it looks like they have all these traditions, and people yeah. are there watching. And then you can hear people go, "Oh!" as the logs <laughs> flying down the hill. And I feel like if you survive, which I'm sure most do, if you survive, like <laughs> most do, that's pretty. That's pretty cool to be able to say, like to your kids someday, and then proceed to tell them, "Don't you dare get on the log." Get off that log, child. I'm a, I'm a man now, Mom. <laughs> this is my right. This is my duty. Mother, allow me to ride the log. Get, get off to manhood. Get off of there. <laughs> so how many uh, logs, how many pillars would you give that one? Cool factor. Uh, I'll give it a seven because it's absurd, but it does seem cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Do it. Uh, I I know I said earlier 
No, I think I still would be tempted. Yeah. Four. You could at least be part of it and like pull the log or... Yeah, I, I would have a hard time helping fun. other people do the fun part. Yeah, it's not as fun. I would but... I would be willing to do it if I was the top of one of the Vs. Okay. If I were to guess, I would say that's the safest spot. Because if it starts tipping, you're the furthest away from getting People. crushed. Oh, yeah. But you do fall the farthest. You fall the furthest, but I think I could take a fall as long as I... Okay. Don't Brace get crushed. Yeah. Just train for it. It's a part but of the maybe training. maybe even the middle of the V, you yeah, don't fall between... as far, but you've still got some distance from the big main log. Yeah, honestly. Okay. Yeah, four. I'd be willing. Okay. If As long as Mallory never, ever knew that I tried it, as well as my mom, okay. then I think I'd be willing to. We won't tell them. They don't listen to this, so it's fine. Oh, perfect. Okay. They do. They listen <laughs> <laughs> to every episode. <laughs> uh, okay. So what do you think is your favorite sport out of those ones? Uh, favorite sport as far as actually being willing or actually wanting to try it. Yeah. You got kick volleyball. Yeah. You got underwater torpedo league. Yep. Pole toppling. Uh-huh. Uh, goat pulling. Yeah. The Catalan human tower. Uh-huh. And then the sacred pillars festival. Okay. Favorite one as far as absurdity, pillars festival. Yeah. Favorite one, as in one that if someone were to say, you want to do this right now? I would most likely say yes. The kick volleyball. Uh-huh. The one I would most like to experience for the story, the people tower. The human tower. And then Cast the out. one I would most want to make a cool video of, the capture the flag pole. Oh, Botashi. Yeah, Botashi. The World War Z Capture the flag. And then the one I'd most like to spectate. Well, I don't know. The goat the goat carcass one is pretty interesting. That'd be fun. I to would watch. watch that. So yeah, I won't. Especially I won't you get one. in the wedding spirit. You yeah. just you can't help it. I would love to attend yeah, one. Yeah, I'll those grab weddings. my horse. You <laughs> convince me. I'll be right back. I wasn't I told you myself guys. I will not do it this year, but here I am. No Buskashi for me this year, but Mallory, where's my where's my whip? I know you brought it. I, <laughs> She's like, I knew you would ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josiah, that was a great topic. That's it. That's all I've got. I, I think was... my favorite is, uh, I do want to try Underwater Torpedo League. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. I think that... That's, that's pretty uh, accessible. More accessible than Goat Carcass Polo. Yeah. Well, because you're more... You're, you're more enticed by Deep Underwater in your current age than I am. Yeah, I'm in a fad. I'm yeah, because you were just doing scuba. Yeah. All sorts of scuba. It's and a... I just, if you got me down there, I think I'd have fun. You would. But it's not something I'd be like, yeah, I want that. Think about it. Now, if you were to say there's trampolines and we're <laughs> little chocolate basketball. <laughs> chocolate basketball. On trampolines. You know what? How about this? Pumpkin chunk in basketball. <gasps> Throw a pumpkin up there. Into First. The, into the hoop. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. First team to win all the pumpkins they the pumpkins they chunk is turned into pie for them by the losing team. Oh, you have to make the winner and a they, pie. Uh-huh, and they get a feast. That's that's sweet. There's also a couple other sports that didn't make it, such as chess boxing. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please <laughs> elaborate. <laughs> you box around and then play some chess and <laughs> kind of back and forth. 
which I love that one. Then there's the classic cheese rolling. The classic. Where you they throw, I think this is somewhere in Europe, they throw a wheel of cheese downhill and you have to just toss yourself oh. and try and beat the wheel of cheese. Or I've, at least get first. I've heard of that one. His wife carrying. <laughs> always a always which is just fun. like a race where you carry your wife. What about the one, I think maybe it's more made just for funny videos than sport, but the one where you're running down a grooved hill and there's just a giant big heavy ball oh that's a, like a zorb yeah zorb ball that was in a list down. of tech like it's somebody thought it was a sport i would do that i think that would be a lot of fun yeah you could add those to any sport honestly i mean i know they yeah. do it with soccer uh-huh if you don't know what that is basically you just there's a giant groove in a hill and you're sprinting down this hill because behind you is just this giant the giant ball with a guy inside <laughs> who's trying to run you over and the ball is following the grooves and you're just yeah, trying to Yeah, think of Indiana Jones. Exactly. But most of you lose. <laughs> you you will lose, but you will survive. <laughs> Potentially. So that's fun. most of you. It's part of it. Living is part of it. Oh man. All right, that's all I got. I lo- I loved that. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was a lot of fun. Soccer right now. It, it's soccer, but the goalie is fifty feet in the air it's, on a pillar, a earth pillar, with the goal behind him. It's fencing, but you use a baguette. It's golf. It is golf. That sounds fun. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it's, no, it's golf, but it has the energy level of a football game. I love that. <laughs> it's surfing, but you have to fit as many people onto the surfboard as possible. Human tower on a surfboard. Oh, perfect. Stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> All right. Should, we, should yeah. we be done? Yeah, what do you I got? I don't even want to do my topic. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Um... <clears throat> the year is 1969. It's October 12th. It's night. A man named Russ Gibb. He's a DJ. Um, he's on a Detroit underground radio station, WKNRFM. WKRNFM? Yep. Okay. At WKNRFM. WKNRFM. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he receives a call from a man named Tom. And it's a radio call, and it's back in the 60s, so I imagine it's like... He says, hey, Hey, WKNRFM, this is Tom. (laughs) He's like, this is Tom. And Russ says, hey, Tom, what what do you have to say? And he says, Tom says, listen, um, Paul McCartney's dead. (laughs) Listen, and uh, I may have had something to do with it. (laughs) Russ Gibb. DJ, Detroit Underground Station DJ says, I need some proof. How do you know that How Paul McCartney How old is Paul dead? McCartney? He's ancient. If you're listening, Paul, I don't I'm know how sorry. old you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still alive, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most, the rest of the Beatles are dead. I don't think of him as being old, but he'd been around a while. Yeah. He's seen, uh, he's seen a couple full moons. He's seen, he's seen some werewolves in his day. Um, I tried to start this off as a cool story, but basically Tom says, Hey, Paul McCartney's dead and I can prove it. 
And Russ Gibbs says, how can you prove it? And Tom says, it's all in the music, man. <laughs> it's all in the music. <laughs> Those are all direct quotes. He finds, like, clues in the music? Yep. So, okay, I'm like, I'm, this was a this was a really weird lead. I already buy it. Also, all of that was all of those lines were made up. The only part that's real is that a man named Tom called WKRNFM. WKRNFM and said Paul McCartney's dead. Here's the evidence. And so today we will decide whether or not Paul McCartney is really dead or if he was replaced by a second look-alike. Okay, let me get my notes out. I'm going to take notes feverishly. <laughs> oh, d- detective notes? Yes. Okay. I will be asking questions as well. <laughs> while, you, while you get your notes out, what do you say we go back to the beginning? Okay. The year is zero. Yep. <laughs> God has just created the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> the year is zero. Fast <laughs> <Pass> forward. <laughs> Fast forward 1967 years <laughs> to 1967. <laughs> okay. Um, no, we're in the... Uh, that was really funny. We're in 1967. <laughs> There's a rumor going around London that Paul McCartney was killed in a traffic accident. Okay? okay. It's a big deal. The Beatles are real popular right now mm-hmm. you tracking height of fame height of fame top of the roller coaster and really one of the most famous bands to have ever existed some would say some most so far most would say i'd probably say that yeah too. i think i would for sure and uh so rumors are going around they don't really know where it started but the rumors are going around paul mccartney it's a big enough deal that paul mccartney goes speaks to the press and says hey I'm alive. I'm doing Ooh, fine. Look at me. Yep. So that's the end of that. People thought he was dead in 1967. And then he comes on a couple months later. There's a big press release where he's talking. He's saying, hey, guys, heard the rumors. Just want to let you all know I am doing okay. Okay. So they release after in 19, 1967, they release... Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which is just a ridiculous album name. It's a heater. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's a, just quite a bop. <laughs> In 1968, they released the White Album. They actually didn't name the album. I think it was just called The Beatles, but famous it's album, white all album. white cover, so it's called The White Album. Lonely Hearts Club Band is 67? 67, yep. White Album, 68. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be important-ish. Um, the band was known for back-masking. Do you know what back-masking is? Was that when you somebody comes up to you at the store and says, Hey, you need to put on your mask. There's a pandemic going on. Your mask is on backwards. <laughs> and you say, Shoot, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then you just keep it on the back of your face. You nailed it. Yeah. Back in 1968, when the pandemic was really raging, um, that was big. No, back masking is when, so they're recording onto records, right? Back masking is when they record something on backwards, and so it's like reversed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird artsy thing, but you play the record backwards. in reverse, and there's like messages and stuff. Paul McCartney is dead. Hey, hey, everybody. Wait, they actually did that? That's what people thought. Oh. You, I've listened to some of this stuff, and okay. it's like, I don't know. 
I don't know if okay. they did this on purpose or if okay. people are just like, I think I heard them say. And like, if you listen closely and you're listening for it, you might be able to hear it. Yeah. If I tell you exactly what to listen for and you give yourself some confirmation bias, you might just get there. Okay. So back masking. And they also, if you read some of the Beatles lyrics, they've got weird lyrics in a lot of their yes. songs. So it was actually pretty trendy for people back then to analyze Beatles lyrics, which I didn't think about this during my research until just now. Did you ever see that random movie that came out that was about like the whole world forgot about the Beatles? No, except I never this did. Guy? Yesterday, I think yeah. it was called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never did. What a strange movie plot. Was it good? It was really entertaining. Okay. I was a fan. All right. Anyway, that's it. I was all like, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I couldn't, just, couldn't go with you there. It's just such a weird movie idea that I... I feel like I had to bring it up. Okay. It deserved. If you're talking about the Beatles, you know you have to talk about uh-huh. Paul same. McCartney and that movie. Exactly. Um, so they're really known for that, and it's pretty trendy for people to analyze the lyrics, try to figure out the deep meanings, all this stuff. Did you just draw a right triangle? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I sketch when I'm listening. Okay, good. You said it was really trendy for people to... <laughs> Sorry, the PSAT is still in the brain. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing some math over here, figuring out the angles right now. (laughs) Okay, Okay. we gotta keep going. That was literally purely subconscious. I didn't think about that. That was very funny. Okay, so they released the white album. People are analyzing all these lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) You still think about the right triangle? Did you just draw a right triangle? (laughs) Just draw a perfectly angled right triangle. I did. All right, you may continue. I'm sorry. I'll keep sketching. Take so then, we've got, we've got, Sergeant, we've got to get through this episode. We've got Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, 1967. 1968, we've got the White Album. This is all, we're going to revisit all this stuff. Okay, I got my notes. 1969, they release Famous Album. Do you remember what it's called? Um, pub- <laughs> Whatever... Pub- Paul McCartney is dead is backwards. <laughs> Paul <Whatever>. McCartney is <laughs> dead. Um, no, it's uh, Abbey Lane. Oh, Abbey, most, Abbey Road? Abbey, did I just, I'm in a goofball. This is my topic and I got their <laughs> most famous album wrong. Yeah, I should, I should make a goofball. Okay. Goofball is... Come up with another idea for the goofball. We never. No, took... there's one on the back. Oh, one on the back. Okay. Eat, <laughs> eat a goofball punishment. Eat it. Eat it. Oh. Do you have to eat the whole? Th- oh, you did. Just popped it right in. I just. Yeah, this is, that was the kind of the worst. How's it taste? I'm gonna just chew on it for a little bit. So okay. What Maybe pulp it up a little bit. Yeah. All right. We'll keep talking while that's just resting in my. <laughs> head. It's like a Listerine strip. You just kind of <laughs> let it dissolve there. All right, so good fiber, good source of fiber. I'm really, I'm really bummed. I got the name of that uh, that album wrong. That was okay. Really let sad. me know when you uh, finish eating it. Okay, Abbey Road. They release Abbey Road. A couple weeks later, Tom. Okay, we're back to Tom. Okay, and it's back in 1969. Call him WKRNFM. Mm-hmm. Hey, is Paul the one on Abbey Road that's barefoot? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to all this. Okay. Okay. Also, this conspiracy is ridiculous. Okay. It's just dumb. I, I don't... Okay. Anyway, we're getting to it. 
So, we're back there. Tom goes public, okay? He's got this idea that Paul McCartney's dead. I'm releasing. He's like, honey, it's time. <laughs> call the. I'm releasing my idea. Call WKNFM. W, call WKRNFM. <laughs> it's time. So he calls. DJ answers. And he says, Paul McCartney's dead. DJ says, prove it. He says, okay, I will. Play the intro of Revolution 9. Okay, that's a, from the White Album. The intro from the song, Revolution 9, play it backwards. It's going to change everything. The DJ's like, all right, I've got that capability somehow. We'll, we'll just run it and see what happens. He plays it backwards, and it says, turn me on, dead man. Uh, don't like that. This is what it sounds like, though. Yes. Okay. Number nine, number nine, number nine. That's what it sounds like forward. Nine, I have n- nine. So when you play number nine, number nine, number nine in reverse, it sounds dead me on. Well, <clears throat> what it sounded like to me was turn me on dead map. <laughs> turn me on dead map. It could, could sound like anything. Yeah. It could sound like a lot of things. But DJ's like, all right, let's talk about this. So he, uh, he keeps giving some evidence. And there's lots of evidence. We'll talk about all of it later. But, yeah, a lot of it. So a lot of it's better than that. But his original thing is he's talking about a dead man in this. And that's how he knows that Paul McCartney's dead. And then later, Strawberry Fields Forever. It's a single they released. John Lennon says, I buried Paul. Near the end of the song, he says, I buried Paul. Hmm. Now... Uh, let's keep going with the story a little bit, and then we will dive into some a lot of the evidence. Okay. There's a lot that people have thought of that helps, okay. but doesn't really. Notes are ready. Notes are ready. Okay. So Abbey Road's released, and Abbey Road just proved everything. Apparently, the rumor had been going around some college campuses, and Tom finally decides it's time for the world to know. So Michigan Daily published an article, review on Abbey Road, so this is a pretty big article, and the, the headline read, McCartney dead, new evidence brought to light. And it's about Abbey Road. And it's because four Beatles walking across the crosswalk, right? Now, when you think of that, what would you say that symbolizes? First off, death. My second <laughs> guess, um, purpose. Well, very good. Yeah. I finished the goof. I, I just swallowed it. Wow. It kind of dissolved for a little bit and it wasn't... That that was a long time. Yeah, that was... Longest was, goof we had. I didn't had. really enjoy that. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I wrote that one down. Um, people think the... And they call themselves the pallbearers, which I think is funny. That is very clever. Yep. Um, here's what they think it symbolizes. A funeral. So you've got John Lennon. He's dressed in white. He represents the church. Okay. Okay. You've got Ringo... Ringo is dressed in black. He's mourning. He's okay. also symbolizing the Undertaker. Oh, he, like the wrestler? Uh, he's just like the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why he was symbolizing that. It just happened. <laughs> he just loves him. Yeah. George Harrison, um, he symbolized the gravedigger. He was in dressed up in work clothes, and that's all that they had to convince themselves that that worked. 
This guy's wearing bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's work clothes, but... Now, Paul, here's where people get freaked out. Paul, he was out of step with the rest of them. Which yeah, we, they're that's... all left foot forward. He's right foot forward. Mm-hmm. He's out of step. He's barefoot. True. His eyes are closed. Okay. And here's the kicker. He's got a cigarette in his right hand. Yep. Do you see it? I see it. Paul, or should I say the real Paul, was left-handed. No. I'm not kidding. He would never uh-huh. smoke with his right hand. Look to the back. You'll see a license plate on a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Do you see it? I see it. it what does it read? It's very pixelated. Okay, I'll read it. It says LMW T8IF. Now. It says WKRNMF. <laughs> Whistleblower WKRNR. <laughs> it says don't trust Tom. 28IF. And guess what? That's Paul... the date that he died. No. That's not even a date. <laughs> Paul would have been 28 if he was still alive. <laughs> okay, that is crazy. Okay, um, talk about proof. So we need to pause really fast. This all sounds ridiculous, right? No, I'm buying it. You're buying it? It sounds pretty absurd to me. The thing about it, though, is that this blew up. Yeah. Like, this was big and a very popular conspiracy and a lot of people were getting on board and a lot of people were investigating yeah so as silly as all these clues sound it was enough for this to go viral and be a pretty popular thing okay so the evidence i've mentioned so far lead to one possibility and one possibility only paul died on november 9th 1966 at 5 a.m he left Abbey Road Studios after an argument that was actually seen. He got in an argument at Abbey Road Studios. Um, he left. He hopped into his, uh, is it Aston Martin or Ashton Martin? Ashton Kutcher. Ash- you is know it what? Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> that's uh, November 9th. That's the date this episode comes out. It's Even been... more. Wait, Paul McCartney must be dead. <laughs> more proof. He hopped in his sports car, and on November 9th at 5 a.m., he was killed in a car accident that was caused by a hitchhiker named Rita. If you know the Beatles much, you know that a lot of those things are significant. They have lyrics that talk about uh, 5 a.m. on November 9th. They have a song that talks about Rita. And uh, I think they've got another thing that talks about the date. I bet Lola was involved, too. Yeah, exactly. And Jude. And Sergeant Pepper. Mm-hmm. But. And the Yellow Submarine. The conspiracy goes as, follow, as follows. He dies November 9th at 5 a.m., but the Beatles were huge. They could not let one of their members die for the sake of the band and for the sake of the people. Oh. So, what did they do? They hired an imposter. They had to protect their followers' hearts. Mm-hmm. Most theor- most theories point towards an actor named William Campbell, who had actually this is this is proven he had recently won a pretty decent sized McCartney lookalike contest. Okay, so he won it. So the theories are saying that they hired him to uh, to step in. So if someone's gonna do it, he's the guy. Yep. Now here's what's interesting. 
with the dates that were given when they think he was hired in, they didn't tour very much. They didn't tour for quite a while. Uh-huh. When they toured again, they had grown stashes. So they had changed their facial features mm. enough so that he might have been able to get away with it. Mm, sneak right in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. But here's the kicker. The other members of the band felt guilty for lying. So they decide, what are they going to do? Write a song about it. Lots of songs and albums. They're going to hide clues everywhere to help people find the truth. They're not going to tell people. Nope. Because that seems silly. They're going to make it a fun little adventure. Mm-hmm. So the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, ridiculous album name, uh, the cover of that, we're, we're going to get into uh, the evidence here. Okay. 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 The cover of that was pretty funerally. You mm-hmm. can look it up. That's the one with like a ton of people on the front? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like they're mourners. Um, and there was a doll who wore a sweatshirt that had the car that Paul was driving on it. And the car was headed towards the word stone from Welcome the Rolling Stones. So people think, why would they put his car headed towards the word stone? Because Rita drove him off the road into a stone. Exactly. Now, on the same album, uh, if you opened up the inside of it, you'd see another picture where McCartney wore an arm patch that said... OPD on his jacket. What's that an abbreviation for? Do you know? Ohio Police Department. <laughs> exactly. Nope, it's an abbreviation <laughs> for officially pronounced dead. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. In the back cover of that album, all four of them are standing. Three of them are facing the camera, and Paul is facing away from the camera. Let me guess. With his back to the camera. His right hand is out front his right hand is up it's actually funny you mentioned that part of the theories is that apparently the beatles were really into eastern culture and so uh some some of the theories is that his right hand was up in a lot of these things which is kind of like a death thing a symbolism of death in a lot of cultures okay so um now on that same the back of that cover George's thumb points... They had the lyrics listed. George's thumb points to the opening lines of the song, She's Leaving Home, and the lyrics state, Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock, as the day begins. Is that another reference to the day and time of Paul's fatal accident? Now, if you hold a mirror... No. ...to that, to the bass drum of that picture... You'll see something that says I one I X he weird asterisk thing die. <laughs> but it says I one, which could mean eleven, and then I X is nine. Death. Oh. Which is the day that's the date he died. September eleven. Nine. Oh, eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then it says, he die, which is pretty straightforward. Now, on the White Album, we've got uh, the Revolution 9 song that we already talked about. Now, if you listen to that backwards, it says, turn me on, dead man. And then there's a collision sound. And then there's the sound of crackling flames. And then you hear screaming that says, let me out, let me out. And they think that's talking about 
Paul's accident. Very suspicious, right? Too suspicious. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's a really important one. Mm. Okay. So there's a song on one of the albums that talks about I am the walrus. Very weird song, very, very weird lyrics. But it says, I am the walrus, and you don't really know what that means. But apparently the song, according to the Beatles, is about Humpty Dumpty falling off the wall. The famous walrus who fell off the wall. Yeah. So the walrus falls off the wall and dies. Now, after these rumors start going out that Paul's dead, um, on the White Album, they release a song called Glass Onion. Okay. One of the lyrics in the song is, here's another clue for you all. The the walrus was Paul. (laughs) You getting convinced yet? (laughs) Very much. (laughs) Do you think they are just messing with people at this point? We'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, if you listen to the song, I'm so tired backwards, you'll hear, Paul is dead, man. Miss him. Miss him. Miss him. Paul is dead, man. Miss mm-hmm. him. Miss him. Paul is dead, man. Miss him. Miss him. <laughs> that was pretty good. A <laughs> um, couple more things. Magical Mystery Tour. Uh, they were all wearing red flowers. Paul was wearing a black flower. Symbolizes death. Yep. And again, in Strawberry Fields Forever, John says, I buried Paul. So... Therein lies the evidence, and there's actually quite a bit more. I'm sure there is. <laughs> thought I'd, I thought I'd just knock out the most important ones. What do you think? Did Paul die or no? Mm, I'm thinking they're messing with people. <laughs> I'm thinking so, too. <laughs> Which makes me appreciate them more. So, you want to know the truth? You have the truth? Kind of. Okay. A little bit. All right. Hit me. Apparently, rumors were everywhere. So it blew up. There were bigger, big radio stations and news groups that were covering it. There's one DJ in New York who spent an hour on the phone with people discussing it on the, on the show. And then he got forcibly shut down because he was breaking the format that he was supposed to be following for the oh. show. Because <laughs> he was just so intrigued by this conspiracy. And then they made a pretty popular TV series on it. That's called Paul McCartney, The Complete Story, Told for the First and Last Time. From beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And the TV took place in a courtroom. The series took place in a courtroom. Um, they talked about the theories, the clues. They had witnesses talk about stuff. They brought witnesses on. They're like, I am Rita. <gasps> and then at the end of that series, the judge, who was kind of the lead guy on the show said, I'll leave it up to the viewers to decide. You can choose what you believe. (laughs) The judge is like, I'm not getting paid enough to judge. Yep. So it turns out, this might not be true, but here seems a lot more factual than anything else I've said. Yeah. Paul was in Scotland with his wife and baby. (laughs) The whole whole time. And this entire thing, at least the start of it, was just some fans really reaching for a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. And what we don't know is if they started putting stuff in there as a way to further it, just kind of as a hoax or a joke, just to mess around. So, uh... That's what I think. Yeah, so Paul's hanging in Scotland. Um, 
he, Paul said that the Rolling Stone said, uh, okay, you're dead. What are you going to do about it? It's a big thing breaking in America. You're dead. And so I, and so I said, leave it. Just let them say it. It'll probably be the best publicity we've yeah. ever had. And yeah. I won't have to do a thing except stay alive. So I managed <laughs> to stay alive. <laughs> Not bad. And uh, it worked. Their, uh, their publicity, the Capitol Records sales manager reported a significant increase in sales. And those months ended up being one of the biggest months in Beatles history. Yeah. Because of this conspiracy. I remember a teacher in high school telling telling us about that cuz mm-hmm. people people had to go buy the record to go listen to what it sounds like backwards. Uh-huh. So their sales <clears throat> all from this one thing just exploded. Think about this. The Beatles started that conspiracy in order to get more sales. I actually Think about it. I think it could be a possibility cuz they knew that people were playing their stuff backwards and they knew that they were analyzing their lyrics. And so they were like, let's throw some of this stuff in there. Just go a little weird with it. Yeah. Um, John Lennon even said in an interview that he threw in the Paul was the walrus line just to confuse people. I knew it. That's just, the one that just to mess with me. Them. Yep. I like that. Um, in the November of 1969, <clears throat> Life magazine decides to stock Paul on his ranch that he's hanging out on in Scotland. Um, it says he threw a bucket of water on the reporters and then told him he'd do an interview with them. <laughs> Just a funny little detail for you. All right. All right. Let's do an interview. Mm-hmm. I'm ready now. <laughs> and uh, his he quoted, he said, Rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. However, if I was dead, I'm sure I'd be the last to know. <laughs> Very true. Um, he also, here's here's just an example of like how crazy this whole thing blew up. He said in that interview, kind of for the first time that anyone had said it, the Beatles thing is over. Because they were at that time in the process of breaking up the band. Oh. Like the, one of the biggest bands to have ever existed. Yeah. They were breaking up that band and... People totally glossed over that line because they were so focused on the conspiracy. <laughs> Wait, is he alive though? Yeah, but is he? But is, is that he really living? him? And then that's funny. He offered some explanations for the clues. So the line that says "I buried Paul" actually says "cranberry sauce." <laughs> Doesn't make much more sense. He said "OPD" actually means you were close. Ontario Police, Police Department. Department. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he had a black flower because they had ran out of red flowers. And he said he was barefoot on Abbey Road because it was a hot day. Wait, that does not make sense. I know. <gasps> makes me think. Dun, dun, dun. He's dead. Uh, and he even poked fun at it, or has been poking fun at it. Like, he made an album, a solo album, and he called it Paul is Live. <laughs> Paul is Dead. Which I it think was like a live album or something, too. Yeah, I like that. I'm That's almost good. done. There's the gist of the conspiracy. The only weird twist that threw things off in this story, I think, mm-hmm. was, and this is bizarre, the Manson murders. Do you mm-hmm. know much about those? A little bit. Okay, well, there's, yeah, there's a family. I don't know a ton either, but a really famous kind of mysterious murder situation. And a big part of why the Manson murders happened was because of Beatles songs 
They listened to the lyrics and thought that the songs were talking about the apocalypse and thought that they needed to prepare for the apocalypse. And that's one of the things that caused those murders all to happen. And uh, so a guy in 1996, Gary Patterson, wrote a book titled The Walrus Was Paul. Interesting choice. The Hatchet. The Hatchet. (laughs) Hatchet. He basically wrote this whole book that spelled all this stuff out and went into crazy detail. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll link to that too in case you want to read it. I didn't read it. I don't know if his stance was for or against the conspiracy. Okay. But... <laughs> or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But he said in his book, maybe the band was in on the hoax the whole time. It's a strong possibility. But they were never allowed to come forward with it because they couldn't let themselves be linked even more with the Manson murders. Like they had done a lot of this stuff as a hoax, but because things got weird with the murder Mm. situation, they weren't allowed to uh, come forward and kind of claim the hoax stuff. Interesting. Because they wanted to stay far from that Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, distance themselves. That's very interesting. Also, um, Hatchet was Gary Paulson. (laughs) <laughs> not gary patterson way to way to know the author kind of impressed about that yeah well I, I had to google it but um did you know this is not the only conspiracy theory that paul is involved with <laughs> name name the other the other and my favorite conspiracy theory mm-hmm. there's a video it's some i don't know if it's we are the world but some video <laughs> like that where it's a bunch of celebrities yeah. singing a song together uh-huh Paul McCartney walks across the stage right past Stevie Wonder, uh-huh. who is supposedly blind. Oh, yeah. Paul knocks over a mic stand. Stevie reaches out and catches it mid-fall. I read about that. I actually looked into that wondering. I almost did that topic instead. <laughs> <laughs> because there's other evidence. Shaq tells a story. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on here before <laughs> i just believe in it so much where Shaq is in a he's <laughs> he's in an elevator the doors open stevie wonder says how's it going Shaq?" and gets in and the doors close and, uh that's it <laughs> mm, that's very suspicious probably not enough for a podcast topic enough to make me believe though i'm a believer but why would you pretend it was all a gimmick all i know that man can sing. That man. That man. Is a legend. That man, that man. That's all. Yeah. He can pretend to be blind all he wants. He is a great enough singer. <sighs> I love me some Stevie Wonder. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I bet there's so much of that with... I'm, I know there's stuff with Elvis, like Elvis is still oh, alive. Yeah. Still or... alive. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think it's... But that's kind of interesting. People want Elvis to be alive. Yeah. But people are like, hey, you know what? I don't think Paul's alive. Uh, you guys, I'm just going to say <laughs> He's it. probably dead. I'm pretty sure Paul McCartney's dead. There's no way he's still alive. <laughs> I like that story just because none of the evidence really makes a whole lot of sense. Like, it's all like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But the fact that it blew up and got so... Like it was such a trend for people Publicity to be figuring, stunt, yeah, and de- doing detective work, being <laughs> pallbearers, <laughs> which is very clever by the name. Yeah, very um, good name. Yeah, yeah. Um, big fan. Yeah, big fan of conspiracy theories. Me too. 
don't we don't have enough of them. No, yeah, not enough. Hmm. Um, if anyone out there has any good conspiracy theories, let me know. I'd yeah. love to talk to you. Always, all the ways, all the ways. Okay, so if you're new to the episode, we do a punishment based off of how people vote. So you can vote with the link below in the episode notes, or you can vote over on our social media. That's at Learn Podcast on Instagram and other places you can think of as well, but mostly Instagram. <laughs> but yeah. you can go on there, vote for whoever you liked more, whatever topic, presentation, um, execution, doesn't yeah, even matter. Yeah, kind of up to you. Depth of knowledge. Or uh, whoever you like better yeah. that day. Just in general. <laughs> sure. Now, every episode there will be a different punishment. Josiah, what's this punishment? Okay, this one... So, you've, you may have heard of the milk challenge, where you are supposed to drink a gallon of milk in under an hour, Yeah, but apparently that is almost impossible. Which is why everyone just throws up. Yes. So, we, we are going to do the milk challenge, <laughs> except we're giving ourselves two hours. Instead of right away. So, the loser has to drink two gallons. <laughs> One gallon. I take it back. Okay, goofball. Two gallons. <laughs> We're going to do two gallons in two hours. Read your most recent text. Also, this is uh, very sad to me, but my phone... Stopped recording. Oh, my most recent text was I texted myself my notes for this episode. <laughs> That's funny. Read every note. <laughs> Just already done. <laughs> so... We have to... The loser will have to drink one gallon of milk yep. in two hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> seems just the worst. You can have other things too, but probably a good idea not to <laughs> keep your stomach open. Yeah, just strategize a little bit. Yeah, want to leave some room. Keep some. Uh, you need some vacancy. Exactly in there. So there you have it. Room for renters. Yeah. Um, Thirty seconds. Why do people vote for you? People should vote for me because I talked about some fun sports that may or may not catch on. Yeah. And. Uh, that you might get to play one day and maybe if you luck. get to play you'll you're on the front end of that and you can kind of be the team captain you can mm. lead your team mm. you can say hey throw that torpedo into that goal yep. or you can say hey don't fall off that pole exactly or the top of that human tower good point <laughs> and uh so now you're on the the leading edge of the new sports and you can uh, be prepared for them good 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 and you should vote for me because i talked about paul mccartney a whole lot and boy is that guy cool and quite possibly dead and i left it open-ended so that the topic doesn't end here (laughs) when you stop the podcast at the end you can continue to think and ponder and perhaps even delve delve deep into some new musical genres that you've not listened to oh that's good yeah yeah listen to the beatles a Uh little bit yeah okay a staple of the genre Whatever genre. <laughs> the going. Beatles genre. <laughs> oh, man. This was a fun one. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go draw some more triangles. Good. Right triangles, specifically. <laughs> that, I, that was my favorite. Are you drawing a right triangle? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah. I don't have anything else. No, you got anything? I don't have anything else. Okay. Thanks oh. for listening, everybody. Uh, if you haven't... Uh, reviewed our podcast you can uh-huh. do that on the apple podcast app yes 
or you can join us on Patreon. Yes. We don't post anything there, but if you want to support the podcast and if you feel like it gives you value, then uh, that makes us happy. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for uh, sure. But yeah, no pressure. Yep. So thanks for listening, everybody. Wrapping it up. Larry, play us out.